Hi there, welcome to the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, the Fearless Lady, Charlene Light. When I turned 40, I decided to create a really fun challenge for myself by stepping into my fears 40 different ways. I tackled fears around aging, going after my dreams, and even finding true love. This podcast is about that journey and how it transformed my life and how you can start looking at your fear as an invitation to step into your worth, invite more freedom, joy, and fun back into your life. Life can be an adventure. Live the life of your dreams. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fearless Lady Podcast. It is now our fifth week in uh, this quarantine. I I haven't really... Aside from, you know, I, I can't go into work, you know, and teach yoga classes. I've been now teaching all of my classes out of my own home, which has been so wonderful and such a blessing because I've been able to reach people, all my New Yorkers, which is, I mean, it's just such a gift, you know, to be able to, to be doing that. So I've learned that um, I've created this whole, you know, new portal for me, which is this new income stream, which I never really thought about doing prior to this. So for me, this has been really a positive. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, the circumstances around it, which I'm, we're living is, is horrible. Okay. I, I don't want to diminish what is going on for the majority of people um, throughout the world, which is, you know, people are losing their jobs and businesses and people are dying. I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to be insensitive at all to that. However, for somebody like me who is in the wellness world, who is a yoga teacher, um, although, you know, part of my income was basically coming from me teaching classes, I've been able to create now this new portal of income, which is to do everything online and virtually, which has been amazing because I get to wake up and teach when I want. I get to connect to my community that I have built and I'm growing my community. A number of people have found me on Instagram because I've been doing live classes and have found me on YouTube and it's just been, and just the amount of love and, and, um, support because people are really realizing how much they need uh, yoga and how much they, um, you know, what else are we doing? We have to stay at home all day. So it's, it's just been a really wonderful thing for me. And for so many of people like me who are in this industry, we're learning how to create something virtually where we can now, I can, I have more freedom. I don't have to be just dependent on that one way of making a living. And it's something that I've really been asking for for a long time. You know, how can I do that? So I'm very, very grateful. I do recognize the circumstances around in which, you know, I'm feeling so grateful is so unfortunate. So it's hard for me to, you know, even talk about because I feel a little bit uncomfortable. But however, I do think that there is a lot of positives Um being forced to be at home, to be with our loved ones, to really just keep everything very simple. I've been cooking all of my meals. I mean, except with the exception of once I ordered out. And it's not because, you know, I obviously want to support local, my local businesses, especially the ones around here. It's not because I don't want to do that. It's also, but it's really because I've been enjoying it. Um, Going to the store, buying the fresh ingredients, making my own food. There's it's such a privilege. I didn't realize what a privilege that was because it takes time, you know, to, you know, buy all the food and then put something together. And because I was 
you know, mostly myself cooking, it was like, do I really want to spend all this time making this thing that I'm only going to have for one meal? But it's been super fun to um, go out and figure out, oh, maybe I'll try this eggplant thing. Maybe I'll try, you know, these new Beyond Meat burgers, you know, just like really having fun and, and sort of experimenting um, has been also super exciting and new and different. And I, I'm really enjoy <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. And I, again, I say this feeling, you know, a tinge of, of sadness because I, I'm also super aware of all the people that are suffering right now. And I, I don't want to diminish how horrible that is. And, um, and so I'm, I'm just sending immense love to all of you that are, are know somebody that is going through this illness that is sick or you're struggling. Um, I, I'm, you know, my heart goes out to you. Um, and I, you know, this is the first time in my life I've ever had to apply for unemployment. So I'm so grateful to live in this country where I can actually, um, collect something like unemployment. You know, there's just, I'm learning a lot about, um, the rights that we have that I, I never really, uh, participated in before. I'm learning about how things can be very simple. I'm learning how to just create, um, as much sort of, I guess, happiness, joy, and gratitude in doing the simple things like cooking my own meals. And I was saying this the other day, I get to watch the sunset every day. I mean, that was just something I never, you know, I was always teaching a class in the evening. So, you know, things like that, walking around, not having um, a schedule except for the one that I create. It's just something, you know, when we go back when we get over this, which we are going to, and they're already talking about how to open the economy and um, what's going to happen, I don't, I essentially feel like this is going to be a part of my new normal. And I'm sure, you know, those of us that are listening that are healthy and maybe you are working from home now, I'm sure you're going to start to implement things that you're doing right now into your new normal once we're, we're able to start to go out again and so forth. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Cause I think for all of us, we've, we've really had to learn, you know, not taking things for granted, you know, our health being one, um, the fact that I live alone, like how grateful am I for that? I mean, I, not that it was like, you know, so horrible to have a roommate, but you don't, uh, I don't even know how to describe to you what it's like to not have to shrink myself or have to share anything it's just all mine it's so awesome and um and I'm just every day I say thank you every single day so getting back to my fearless acts I want to jump right back into my journey which was um day 16 of the process I think I mentioned around this time I was living in Astoria, Queens. I had two roommates. I was really looking to move. And so around this time in my journey, I was, you know, responding, looking on Craigslist, following up on um, different ads, you know, looking for roommates and so forth. So this is what I mean by things were starting to get really interesting, really weird. So day 16 of doing a fearless act every day and then sharing it online, um, I started to feel 
again, that sort of roller coaster of emotions, you know, where I was like, you know, really, really high and really happy once I would accomplish something. And then I would go back home and I would feel really kind of sad and depressed. Like I had to kind of let that energy release so that I can fill up again the next day. And, um, I had always, so I had dated somebody, um, maybe like a year prior who was, was an AA, he was an addict. And I remember at the time, you know, he used to go to meetings and things like that. And he was very much like very active in it, talking about how much it helped him and so on and so forth. And I just was always so curious about it because I'm somebody that, like I said, I never really drank much. I I had never done any drugs before. And uh, so I was curious about what that world was like. And and I'm always interested in, in how people heal. You know, I don't thankfully have any of those, um, I don't have an addiction. I don't have an um, addictive personality or I don't have any sort of mental health issues. I'm not really somebody that, like I've always been very, I guess, healthy in that way, mentally. And I was just curious about, you know, what that world was like. So day 15 or sorry, day 16, I wanted to attend an AA meeting and I wanted to make sure that it was an open meeting because apparently they have closed meetings, open meetings, and there's all different kinds of meetings. So I just kind of Google searched, um, where I can find an open meeting. And, uh, right before I went, I was like, okay, I'm going to check out this uh, apartment that I saw an ad for. So, Oh, let me back up for one second. So I had already been going to see different apartments, meeting different people. I was looking for another roommate situation because that's what I can afford at the time. So I went to this one place in Astoria and I remember, um, you know, the guy was cool. The place was okay. It was a little further off from the subway that I wanted. And the price was probably $200 more than I was paying. And the guy started to talk about how um, this room that I was looking at was actually occupied by one of his friends who was a musician because I was talking about I'm a singer-songwriter. Oh, you know, so-and-so was also um, a, an amazing guitar player. And yeah, he ended up, you know, moving to Nashville and he was like really into this girl. And like he told me this whole story about this guy who doesn't even live there anymore, whose room I was looking at. And I kept thinking in the back of my head, like, why is he telling me this stuff? Like, is, am I supposed to like meet this person? Like, what, like I had those thoughts because it just felt like just this, you know how when somebody starts talking to you and you almost, or I don't know, I do this where I'm always like, am I supposed to hear this information? Like, is God like, speaking through them? Like, what is the point? Because you're obviously like telling me way too much. I never asked for this information. Why? You know? So in my mind, I was very curious about this guy. Like he's also a musician and he, he told me that he moved to Nashville and I had not like I wanted to move to Nashville, but I think I had been told a long time ago that, oh, if you, you know, Nashville's really for um, singer songwriters and yada, yada. So I had this like curiosity as he starts telling me about him. Okay. So I leave that place. I'm not going to live there. I, I didn't really like it. So I go into the city because I was going to attend this AA meeting. So once I get off the subway, it was actually the AA meeting was at this um, improv place called, um, they have one here and it's, the, the name is escaping me. Maybe it doesn't even matter, but basically it was a very famous um, improv school, right? And then during the days from, you know, I don't know, two or three in the afternoon, they have these open AA meetings. Anybody can walk in. So I start to walk in and I immediately, like energetically just feel so nervous, like 
somebody's going to find out that I'm not an alcoholic or they're going to kick me out or they're going to ask me why I'm there. I mean, I just felt like I was going to get busted. There was going to be somebody looking for my ID and I was going to have to explain myself. What am I doing? And how are they going to take it that I'm just here for a fearless act? And, you know, all this stuff, of course, like imposter syndrome, like I can't just walk in. And so I was feeling very, very nervous. And right away when I walked in, you know, it's sort of a theater because it's a improv school. So I sat like kind of in the back, kind of hidden and everybody, you know, starts walking in and certain people know each other. And again, I'm just very, very on edge, feeling super um, self-conscious. Um, I felt like I looked so different from everybody, you know, and that's not, a, it's just an observation. Like it just felt a lot of the people in the room looked, um, I guess the word is like very weathered, like they had been around the block or two, you know? And so I felt because this is my thinking. I'm just sharing. Um, I felt because I looked very different that uh, people were going to suspect that I shouldn't be there again. I was going to be thrown out, you know? So right away, somebody sits down and um, on the stage and uh, starts talking and, and talking about the meeting. And there's like certain things that everybody says collectively. And, you know, and um, I also felt in a lot of ways, like very vulnerable, like there was a vulnerability, like right away in that room that I picked up on, you know, I'm used to walking into, you know, restaurants and cafes and just anywhere. And there's usually a guard, there's just a natural guard that people have up. And then when I walked into this room, it felt like everybody's guard was down. So that was actually really kind of cool. Cause I was like, oh, I've never quite experienced um, something like this where I right away knew like, oh, shit's about to get real. You know, um, these people, these people really want to share like what's going on in their life, you know? And, uh, so this guy starts talking, sharing, you know, how many years he's been sober, sharing the path that it took, um, talking about how grateful he was for these meetings. And I'm seeing, you know, people nodding. I'm seeing, um, laughter in a way that's like, you know, yeah, they don't know what it's like and, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, he starts to open it up to the audience, like, okay, who wants to share something? I don't, I can't remember what the question was. And again, I'm getting so nervous. Like, you know, when you're so nervous, you feel like you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I just, I kept feeling like I had to go to the bathroom, like, um, and not just one or two, but like number three, you know? And, uh, anyway, so people start sharing and, and there was something so beautiful about that honesty, you know, about getting so real about their struggle and what they were going through and how they were feeling. And, you know, I was like, wow, I wish people could be like this open all the time, you know? And I understand that it was a safe space for them to open up, but, you know, from my perspective, you know, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher. And before that I was working in corporate world and everybody kind of wears a certain armor, you know, and I guess you have to, to a degree, especially in New York, because you're, you're constantly, you know, running around and there's so many people. So it's like, it would be, I guess, really hard if you were that open and that vulnerable all the time. I mean, I don't know. I, I tend to be that way anyway. So, it was just really beautiful to listen 
to just listen. I mean, that's all I did for that hour and a half was just listen to everybody's stories. And I started to get a little bit more comfortable. And then I noticed like as the, the people were um, sharing, as they started to kind of get a little closer towards me, like I thought it was like a round robin. I was like, okay, I'm going to excuse myself because I just, I don't want to say anything. And I also don't want to pull any attention to myself. So I actually got up as if I was going to go to the bathroom and then I just left. And when I left, that was the first time I was like, okay, I don't have to, um, like, I didn't have any qualms about, I'm just going to leave and it's okay. I don't have to tell anyone. Um, where I think normally I, I kind of, maybe it's like a act of being a people pleaser, but I'm like always wanting to let somebody know, or I have to leave or excuse me, you know, or give some sort of excuse and where it's like, who cares? Like, not like they're going to notice, you know? Um, so I left, right? I leave and I walk across the street. This is, I never forget this. This is 8th Avenue. No, it was 9th Avenue in um, Chelsea in the 20s. And I was like, I'm craving. I was, I was hungry. So I'm like, I'm just going to go. There was like this Mexican place. I mean, it wasn't quite Mexican because they don't really have a lot of Mexican food places in New York. It was like a Tex-Mex slash, I don't know. I liked their salsa, right? So I walk into this restaurant. I sit at the bar. And they have like unlimited, you know, chips and then the salsa. And behind the bar is this really cute bartender, you know? So I'm like, hmm. So I'm eating chips and I'm talking to the bartender and I'm feeling all kinds of feelings um, because I just had that experience walking into the AA meeting. I'm feeling just the heaviness and the warmth and, you know, the vulnerability all at once, like within me. So I start chatting with the bartender. It turns out, He's like, yeah, I, oh, I was talking about how I'm looking for a new place to live. I live in Astoria. He's like, oh, I used to live in Astoria. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I actually just moved out. Um, you know, I had this great place. It was, you know, we had a backyard, it, you know, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay. And then I'm telling him I'm also a singer song. Oh, I, I'm a musician as well. He's telling me. And I'm thinking, huh, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, I was thinking about moving to Nashville. And I was like, then in my head, things are popping like, oh my God, this is the guy that that dude that I went to his apartment, like this is who he's talking about. That's the guy whose room just left, who I was looking to interview to possibly rent that room. And so I say to him, oh my God, I can't believe this. I just looked at your old room. I actually just was there. Then I went to this AA meeting and now I'm here and now I'm meeting. I thought he, the way he was describing you was, was that you were gone. You're already in Nashville. He's like, oh my God, that is so weird. That's wild. I can't even believe that. Like, what are the chances that you just walk right into my bar and I'm here and I'm like, I know. So that was the first time that this thing started to happen where I would have a thought about someone or something and it would just show up. And from my understanding now, what was happening is I was unblocking. So when you step into fear, okay, fear is a block. Fear is basically telling you, don't go down this road. Don't open that door because you've been there before and you got hurt, right? So fear is your overprotective mother, right? Don't do that thing that you want to do because remember when you did it last time and it sucked and you felt like shit and you were rejected? Don't do it, right? So it creates this block. Okay. 
So I am already on day 16. I had been unblocking and unblocking and unblocking for 16 days straight, not to mention sharing it on social media. So now when I have a thought about something, there is no block now. The universe is just, which is the law of attraction, is just going to deliver me the thing that I want. So when I started to get curious about that guy, hmm, and he's a musician, and I wonder if he's cute, and all, all these things, there's no more block now that's going to register so the universe really will show up and give you the thing that you want. So does that make sense? This is what I'm learning now in that program I was talking about last week, To Be Magnetic, which is that you know we create these blocks, we create these walls. Um, and when you start to unpack them and unbreak them, um, that's when you start to manifest the things that you want in life. So this was the first visceral thing that really showed up where I was like, oh my God, like that's so weird, right? Just weird. So then my brain goes into, hmm, so does this mean universe? This is supposed to be my guy? Like, are we supposed to start dating? You know, of course I'm thinking that, right? And I'll explain a little bit later why um, that's not true. Um, that you really, you create meaning. Like you put your meaning on things, right? So I think what, I, what I've learned about the law of attraction, right, is that when you, have, when you have a thought about something or you want something to show up in your life and the universe then um, it shows up, all that's showing you is that you are a direct match, that you're vibrating on the same level as the thing that you're calling in. That's it. It doesn't mean that thing is meant for you. It doesn't mean that thing is going to bring you happiness or pain or sadness or whatever. It doesn't mean any of those things. You could put that meaning on it, right? All that means is I was vibrating in that vibration of um, the thing that I was calling in or the thing I was curious about and the universe just, just showed it up had it show up for me. Um, that's all. So that's something I also learned was like, I'm putting the meaning on it. I'm the one who's like, oh, maybe he, we're supposed to be meant to be. And that's fine. That's great. You can think those things. Um, but that's actually not what's happening. All that's happening is I'm vibrating on the same level as the thing that I was calling in. And this was the beginning of that. And so as I start to explain later on in the journey, when it started to kind of happen a lot, it really freaked me out because I didn't understand the energetics of the law of attraction or manifestation or what that all meant. I just, it was like happening. And I was like, whoa, like what alternate universe am I in where I'm able to have a thought about something and it just keeps showing up? Like, this is amazing, but also is it going to stay? Like, there's a fear behind it. Like, can I trust this new thing that's happening? You know, and how can I play around with that a little bit? And how can I really ask for the things that I want um, and then have them stay, right? So I'll get into a little bit more detail as the journey continues, but day 16 was, was the beginning of it. And so anyways, to finish up that story with the bartender, I can't remember his name, of course. So obviously he wasn't meant <laughs> for me, but what's interesting, we exchanged information and, uh, we ended up, uh, we ended up hanging out a few more times and he was okay. He was just kind of like, um, 
I remember I told you about the story was that he was really into this girl and she kind of broke his heart. And I think that's why he didn't end up moving to Nashville or he was supposed to move to Nashville to be with her. Anyways, he was really stuck on that girl. So there wasn't like, uh, it didn't work out in any romantic way, but we did, I did try. I mean, we did hang out a few times, you know, um, it's so funny. I can't, I haven't thought about this stuff obviously (laughs) in a while. So it's just funny to recall all of that. And then I remember, when I was meeting him, I was also talking to somebody else at the bar, this really cool guy who um, I was just telling him what I was doing. And uh, he was so really impressed and kind of blown away. And we ended up becoming like Facebook friends. And I saw him a few other times around the city. I mean, it's just so funny how, you know, people were showing up that were really kind of supporting this journey in a way that was very encouraging to me. And I don't know, it was just, it was really lovely, you know, and I was, I was able to share what I was going through with people and they really kind of held space for that. Um, sometimes when you're, like I said, you know, my closest friend was like, she didn't understand what I was doing, you know, and there were people in my life that I felt like I couldn't really share what was going on in the way that I wanted to, in the real honest way, because it was just so kind of very weird in a lot of ways. Um, It was nice to just talk to strangers who there was nothing in it for them. It was just like they were there to to listen and and they ended up being so supportive and um, it was really wonderful. I really needed that. That's something I really do miss about not living in New York was the interaction of, of strangers you know, that you can just, you know, meet people so easily. And I, I was somebody that did, you know, I'm a very friendly person. So, and I, I think I just come off very friendly. So people always end up talking to me or there's some sort of uh, exchange that's always pleasant. So, and I've, I've learned in the 13 years that I lived in New York that most people are actually good. There are more good people in the world than what the news says or what your social media fee says, you know, and because I experienced it. And, um, so it was, it was really, it was very pleasant. So I, I just wanted to read what I wrote in the blog, which is very similar to what I said, but, uh, I I felt very protective of not revealing too much about what went on in the meeting because it was so, uh, like I said, so, so raw and so real And I do remember that one of the things the guy said was like, you know, people don't understand, you know, if they, you know, if they're not a part of this, what it's like. And I remember thinking like, you're wrong. Like you wanting to be a better person, you wanting to grow, you wanting to heal, you know, your addictive patterns. And like, we all, that's what I want. I mean, not that I have an addictive, you know, anything, but I want to heal everything. I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. So I remember thinking like, that's a shame that he thought that because it, it wasn't true. You know, I think that we can all learn from each other and we're not all so different from each other, you know, and it was beautiful to be able to see what that kind of world was like. But I also had wished that more people were more in touch with um, their true selves in the sense of being that honest and real about what they're going through. You know, I think it's very easy to mask it. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately that's, people get used to that, you know? And, uh, so anyways, um, 
I'll just go ahead and read this. I'm not an alcoholic, nor have I ever suffered from any addiction. I share this with the utmost respect of all the brave and courageous souls that wish to better themselves through programs like AA. I share knowing this is a sensitive subject for some, and I will not disclose any details of the people in the room, but only of the, my experience as I perceived it. I share this because I have a desire to learn how we heal ourselves. I did not ask permission to attend a meeting. I did, however, make sure this particular meeting was open to everyone. And like the majority of these acts, I was highly nervous. I kept an inner mantra in my head, show love, be love, to undo any of the nerves or negative thinking that would keep me from staying. I was there to listen without judgment and hopefully gain some understanding of people that were seemingly different than me. As the meeting began, right away I felt comfortable. I really love when people open their hearts and share who they are, and this is exactly what they were doing. I also loved how free they spoke of God, spirituality, and their own demons. I loved how self-aware and open and safe they felt while sharing and thus allowed others to feel as well. I just kept wondering why, outside of the setting, are we so scared to share who we really are? Why would it take a rock bottom to change perspective? I will never know what it's truly like to walk in their shoes, but I left feeling that maybe we aren't so different after all. I'm going to end the podcast there. Um, you'll see this was very pivotal for me, day 16, because on day 22 is when I decided not to continue doing it every day. I started to feel very strange. And, um, and then the acts got a little bit more, I don't want to say bigger, but a little bit more because I was able to spend time really researching and, and asking myself, what is it that I really want to do? So it, it gets a little bit more, um, I go deep in the, in the second half of my journey, which is really exciting. Um, so I can't wait to share it with you. So stay tuned. I've been doing the podcast every other week just because, um, you know, I've been, I'm just feeling that that's, that's really where I'm at right now. You know, we're spending more time inside and less time in our cars or listening to podcasts. So I feel that this, um, week and a half, you know, every other week schedule works for me. Um, it might change. I don't know. I'm playing it by ear. <laughs> I do want to add that aside from doing the live yoga classes and, um, also uploading them on YouTube, um, I've had to, you know, postpone my South of France retreat, obviously, because this quarantine um, is now extended through the middle of May. And I'm still working on the details of when I'm going to um, postpone it for. Um, this all depends on when the travel restrictions open up and when we're able to travel to Europe again. So I will definitely let you know. I'm also doing this really wonderful um, digital course that I created around um, my film. I created a film called The Dream Diaries, which is chronicles, you know, 10 years of video diaries for me, you know, starting in LA to moving to New York and my whole entire journey of pursuing my dreams and how, you know, then in the not getting what I wanted, which was the big record deal, how that really broke my heart open and I became this spiritual person and I became a yoga teacher and I sing in the side and I'm doing all these other wonderful things. So really the journey to our dreams um, is the path that we should always take because it's the journey to becoming who we are truly meant to be. And that's what this course is about. So I have the details, I'll post it in the show notes and I have the details up on my website. It's called Breakdown to Breakthrough. It's it begins April 21st, next Friday. 
Um, so please send me a message, sign up, and I will see you guys or talk to you guys um, next week. Maybe I will do one next week. We'll see. All right. Love you all. Be safe. I'm going to end this podcast with a song called While You Were Sleeping. Enjoy. As you breathe, as your body makes its way towards mine I won't close my eyes, I can't fall asleep I'm helpless, wondering what you may hide I start to notice how the passion subsides Into something that doesn't feel right You're fast asleep, no worries behind you and I Questions and why don't you notice that I'm here beside you? Tell me everything to convince me so